0: Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Black Zeus, the podcast, season three, episode 39. My first comedy special, Black Zeus Self-Portrait. Tickets are available at akablackzeus.com. Quentin Tarantino loves black black and Asian culture. Black and Asian culture. Black and Asian culture it so much I'd say that he's a culture He's a He's a culture, he's a culture I would love to work with Quentin Tarantino And by me making this theme, I pretty much guarantee it will never happen, never happen. I love y'all, I'll be back next week Peace, peace You, 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 you. what's going on beautiful people? It is me, Black Zeus, welcome to Black Zeus, the podcast season 3, episode 39. Right off the bat, just to remind you beautiful people, if you are in the Toronto, Hamilton, greater Toronto area, November 18th and 19th, I'm recording my first comedy special in Toronto, I will be doing it at the Backroom Comedy Club on Friday, November 18th. Two shows, eight and ten o'clock, and on the nineteenth, I will be doing the Zoetic Theater in Hamilton, Ontario, three hundred seat theater. So please, uh, if you fucks with your boy, please be there. Uh, to the people, I you know what I've been looking at the trends, you know, trying to figure out how to how I want to how I can best scale. That's that's what I'll say. How I can best scale my YouTube channel, and um, just looking at the numbers. Most of you still listen to this on audio over the video. I'm kind of shocked by that in today's day and age. But also not really because podcasts are podcasts. Niggas is listening to them at work or car rides and all that stuff, you know? So, uh... Like, thank you still. But now I'm obviously being like, I gotta step up the... uh, Cutting up the content a little better. Maybe... Actually be more proactive about taking clips out of the episodes and Because po- that's what people do, right? That's how you grow your uh, podcast and all that stuff Bro, I, I feel like it's really awful to say out loud But I've said it enough times You guys know, I, I really don't I care about y'all, but I don't care about this shit I'm only doing this because I have to But I'm also thinking about what I want to do Yeah, you've heard the, you've heard the spiel, alright I'm doing what I want to do, but because I have to But figuring out what I want my lane to be in the midst of having to do this shit. (laughs) But eventually, you know, I really only care about stand-up. You have no fucking idea. Like, that's it. I only... I'm... Like, nigga, imagine telling Michelangelo that this nigga has to manage his social media account and profile. Like, this nigga just wants to fucking do his art, bro. And I'm not saying I'm Michelangelo, okay? I know fucking haters already out there like this nigga t- thinks he's Michelangelo. He's a ninja turtle. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah. I would rather just focus on comedy and I'm working really hard to get to that place to where I can just focus on that shit and I'll have like a social media account manager or some shit and they could they could run the post that I approve. How about that? Because, cause baby, I even have a whole approach to get myself off of social media and, st- like, while still keeping an active um, profile, if that makes sense. And you know what? Kudos to Kanye, except for this new, while well, White Lives Matter shirt that I just saw photos of, like, just seconds before I started recording this. I'm recording this mad late, as normal. I'm tired as fuck. That's the new normal for me But you know uh, Rushed uh, Running around doing a bunch of stuff Checking out uh, venues and stuff Because I might I might be changing one of my venues Not the Hamilton one But uh, we'll see I, I have to take a look at options and what's best for production um, But yay That nigga I love the way he runs his Instagram I love that it's just The most current shit and nothing else. And you can still find Yay, you know? And obviously, again, this nigga thinks he's Michelangelo and Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I like the approach. Maybe that's something I'd like to move myself into. Get all my shit off of these platforms and just keep the latest stuff up there. Um, I'm wearing a construction sweater this week if you're listening to the podcast. I figured I should just let you know. Why not? I'm straight up wearing one of the warmest sweaters I've ever owned. And it's a construction company. So, you know, the shout outs to that. <laughs> Nigga, I'm so tired, bro. I'm trying to stay mad hydrated. I'm trying to see if I can finish this recording before it's too late for me to get some weed. Maybe I'll just go sober the rest of the night. I made my choice. I came home tired. I'm like, if I smoke this joint now, I probably won't record the podcast early enough. And then other shit happened to where I actually had to go out and uh, go to a venue. So now I have even less time. But I made my choice. You know what I mean? And now here I am. Here I am. White people will love that one. Um, uh, my show. Let's do a show recap. That's what I do on this show. Uh, let's recap my last weekend of shows. I was in Orangeville, another nice, quaint white town uh, in <laughs> in southern Ontario. Fun-ass room. Uh, shout-outs to Revival 1864, I think is what it's called. I know it's Revival, the, the year, I can't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure it's 1864. Swanky-ass place. So swanky that the show actually has a dress code. Obviously not for the comedians. But like it literally says on the poster come dressed in come. It just says on the poster come. Um they had to wear like dress clothes, suit jackets, all this stuff. Swanky. Everyone was looking swanky. And definitely a couple MILFs there ready to cheat on their husbands. Um I was a good boy. I promise. I <laughs> I I uh <sighs> Eh. <laughs> no, it was good uh, The one that I was chatting up with I'm pretty sure she was there with um. What's the nice way of putting it An older gentleman caller Yes I don't know why I said it like that But this nigga was a pimp, bro This girl was gorgeous I was I was trying to see what she was up to But I did not have the budget Apparently And not to call her a prostitute. (laughs) Uh, Niggas is going to cancel me. But that nigga that she was with, the white dude, the old white man, that nigga had money, all right? He had the budget, is what I'm saying. He had the budget to take care of the delicious Spanish vagina, okay? Not to boil her down to the vagina. Oh, my God, bro. Oh, my God. This is the episode where I get canceled, my nigga. (laughs) Uh, The show is fire, bro. Uh, I hosted that one. And... uh, My girl Sandra Battellini, the the mayor of comedy, Toronto's uh, one of Toronto's finest, an OG. She started before I did. She was around when I was uh, just just getting into comedy, and honestly, has been a killer from day one for me. Really fun to watch her grow, um, and a big inspiration, honestly, because she, bro, she's fearless on that stage and and she she's one of those comics where you can just see it's like ultimate comfort. And yeah, she's there for you guys, but she's there for herself, you know? And that's kind of my approach. It's like it wasn't always that way, but I I started really getting good when it was like, bro, I live I live and breathe as an artist. I've even like flipped my mentality. It's like, yes, 100% I'm a comedian. I'm a stand-up comedian. Um but I think My mentality has actually shifted more to artists whose output is comedy as opposed to comedian who connects with artists. That's how I used to like, that's how I I don't know if this makes sense, but that's how I used to see it when I first started out. I always knew that I was an artist and I was like, I was a part of this greater, this greater thing. But like my output was comedy. Whereas somebody else's could be music or fucking stage plays or acting or whatever, you know? Um, But now it's more the other way around. I I think my mental inhabits more the, the idea that I'm an artist first whose output is comedy. Whereas opposed to before, I was a comedian who connected with artists because comedy is an art form. It's like, nah, bro. Artists are artists are artists. And then the the release valve is like almost secondary yeah this this got a little art school pretentious but whatever nigga this is how i this is how i feel bro this is why i i say things like i don't give a fuck about social media and i'm like not really you know i'm just now starting to look at cleaning up the visuals of my uh, digital presence and all that but strategically to the point where i can kind of wean myself off of These major platforms and kind of just do my own thing, exist in my own pocket and be comfortable and happy with that. I just got to, I just got to build that foundation. But also, I think what I was looking at more uh, before was that I had to put that focus on the digital. You know what's been working for me, nigga? You know what's been working for me a lot lately? Is what I've been doing for 11 years. Who knew? Comedy stand-up comedy i just am more focused and better at the networking at my live events i just put more of a focus on that and then my followers have been growing every time i go to a show now i i get uh a ton of followers so love and respect to y'all if any of you guys have trickled into the podcast already much love but eventually i'll get you guys here you know i'm having a lot of fun figuring out the challenge of all this stuff and and adding extra layers of of difficulty by being me. And what I mean by that is, nigga, I don't fucking care about the social. Nigga, I know life before social media, bro. This is if if you, I understand if you grew up with tablets in your fucking hand at birth. But if if you're a person like me and you remember what it's like to breathe without Google always being in your pocket, then uh, then I fuck with you heavy. And I think you would understand more so where I'm coming from. I don't give a fuck about this shit. I appreciate it. You know, I like it. But I'm also, I got memories from before it. And those are way more precious to me than whatever the memories I seem to be creating in this digital space. Fuck the Fuck the metaverse, nigga. I can't say this shit enough. Fuck the metaverse trying to move your life digital bro you'd rather feel up fake titties and real titties you're crazy you're crazy bro boycott virtual titties i'll be that nigga in the streets with the picket sign and stuff it's like remember real titties remember honk if you like real titties i'll be on the side of the street next to the the crazy uh evangelist guy <laughs> And then right, right in front of them are the abortion people, so it'll go the abortion people, then the crazy uh, Jesus guy, then me telling you that real teas are better than virtual teas. <laughs> You're just trying to get to work. Um, what other shows did I do? Oh, I co-headlined uh, Bougie's... Shout out to Bougie, man. Bougie be Bougie, okay? Uh, make sure you check out any of her shows if you're in the Toronto area. She puts on amazing, amazing shows. Bougie B. Bouge. Is it Bougie B. Bougie? Or is it Bougie B. Bouge? I think it's Bougie B. Bougie. Uh, you know, go to my Instagram or even just go to Instagram, type in Bougie B, and then start to type in Bougie again. You'll get it, my nigga. Uh, she puts on amazing shows. And uh, I got to co headline with my brother, Abbas Wahab. So it was an African takeover, baby, uh, and I know he's getting ready to go out on tour. So much congrats to him. He's plotting. He's plot. That guy's always, always plotting, and uh, I-, I love and respect that. And I'm so inspired by having this dude in the scene. It was it was fun to have him uh, go up and see his new material and and see him like command the stage in a headline level because I know he's about to go out and do like some triple headline shit. With uh, Jesse Singh and Mo Ishmael. So, shout outs to them. Good luck on your tour. Uh, everybody's working right now, bro. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful, man. The scene is active. Everybody's recording albums. Shout outs to my guy, Paul Thompson. He's about to record his first comedy special. Uh, Norm Alconcel He's about to record his first comedy special. If you're in the Toronto area, uh, both in October, I don't know the exact dates, but they're coming up soon, like in a week's time. They are both recording. Everybody is active right now. And uh, that's a good thing because I feel like next year, who knows? You know, we had COVID already, but whoo, I'm reading some speculation, baby. Not even about Ukraine stuff. I'm, I'm just talking about homegrown Canadian stuff. I'm, it looks like we got a lot of money. Like, dude, I always joke now how apples are so expensive now, but it looks like they're about to get more expensive. Jesus so, who knows? Got to get it in and uh, just prepare for whatever, yeah? I want to start traveling, but if that doesn't become feasible, I think I have the people around me, I have the means, I have the studio space to, to then reshift focus and fucking double down on this and, you know, bring you all some, some new fresh shit. And I'm just going to stop talking about that. Because I think I've already talked about the green screen stuff a couple times. I filmed a couple tests. I filmed I filmed a few tests on the green screen. I'm still figuring it out. And that's why it's better to just release when you're ready and not really talk it up. You yeah? know? So, already fucking shat on what I talked about episodes ago. But not all the way. Not all the way, my nigga. I haven't really revealed exactly what my ideas are. So... Just that I'm working on ideas, which probably is a good thing to say anyways. So that's that's the thing. Let's do a, a random poll result. I haven't done poll results in a while. If you don't know what that is, every Monday on my Instagram uh, story feed on Instagram, I am at a K a black Zeus. That's B L A C K Z E U S. Please uh, subscribe. Look at my shit. Tell me what you think. Leave a comment. It is what it is. Um, but supporting you, you know what I'm saying, and I appreciate those that are already supporting. Love you, beautiful people. But I do a poll every uh <laughs> pause. I I ask a poll question every Monday on my story feed. Uh, I I take the bulk of those, and I've been collecting the results because I do have an idea for that stuff. But every once in a while, I like to break one out. Uh, today I'm gonna do that because. I'm tired, nigga. I'm tired. Can you tell? Where's all that? (laughs) You you could tell, like I don't have that extra jump, a little pep in my step right now. I'm falling asleep, bro. I'm just being honest with you guys. Um, but this week's poll question I ask seasonally. Uh, cause I like to see I like to see the landscape, you know. And I I definitely have more followers this year than I did last year. So that's a, and more people are are um noticing of the fact that I have the, the poll question every Monday. So shout out to you guys because you're actually interacting with it way more now. And I appreciate that. You fucking actually DM me like other questions and yeah like everybody always has like a follow-up answer or they answer the qu the, the poll uh question but then they have, like, something else that they need to get out. It's really funny how many people also want to say It's like, but I think both of them are real. I just feel this one more. I'm like, that, well, that's the whole point. It's an exercise and what you agree with more. This one's not really difficult. But uh, the question that I asked is, do you change your music playlist habits depending on the season? So we're in fall now, but winter's coming up and stuff. So I... Typically in the winter, my music gets a little darker, you know? Uh, I'm listening to less rap and more rock. But over the last few years, especially since I went to the burner concert uh, before COVID, just something about Afrobeats gets me through the winter. And, uh, like, I I listen to them in the summer when you're supposed to, also. Because you can fucking move your hips and shit. That's, you know, that's what it's for. But nothing actually connects me to summer better, I think, outside of having maybe, like, a fucking sun sun uh, replacement lamp or, you know, one of those depression lamps or whatever. I'm not depressed, nigga. Okay? I just, I like, but the fucking, I need the sun. I'm a sun child. And damn, those Afro beats take me to Africa, bro. So uh, it's, it's now this weird combination of rock and Afro beats. I still listen to rap, uh... But I'm I'm super excited, bro, because there's there's music coming out. Co- I think Kodak and Lil Baby just dropped albums uh this week. So either the day that this podcast comes out or at some point this week. I I think the Little Baby project is gonna be good. I really liked my turn. That album was fire, top to bottom. Um, uh, but man, I've been I've been fucking with Kodak heavy. This is this is fucking Florida gremlin. <laughs> um, I, th- I from everything I've been hearing and all his recent singles and stuff, I'm excited for that project. The most excited I am for a music project coming up has to be. This might be a surprise if you haven't been paying attention uh, or haven't been listening to the podcast for from the beginning. My favorite band it, are the Arctic Monkeys huh most of you some of you might not know them some of you might know them now because uh you know they've had some commercial success commercial success in the west over the last few albums specifically am but i have been listening to these white boys from the jump like there's few artists that i i like saw the beginning and just like they every step of the way i've been with and they are artists man Alex Turner as a songwriter uh especially this generation like this current generation of music there's not many like him and and I love and respect the band Espe- man Alex Turner specifically bro this guy is a fucking artist and his influences when he tells when I heard him speak of his influences it's like oh there's a there's a reason that i connect with their lyricism and and their actual sound and style which has changed dramatically over the years but i've i've fucked with damn near every project they put out their influences are like aretha franklin but then also lil wayne like i've straight up in in uh, interviews i've heard alex turner say he loves lil wayne's wordplay and he and he would straight up like be inspired and influenced by that to the point where I actually caught him using wordplay in the same way that Lil Wayne does. Where Lil Wayne will drop like a double, triple entendre but then like he'll he'll drop like two bars, then separate, then somehow loop back to the fucking subject, or or talk about something in future tense, and then somehow revert back to uh, bro. If you know Wayne's catalog, you know what I'm talking about. He's crazy. He's crazy with the with the entendres, but also with like. The, the forwards and backwards of, of his wordplay. I don't, I don't even really know how to explain it. I'm sure there is a, a way to explain it, but I, I can't do it right now. Weed. But to have Alex Turner say that th- that's a direct influence of his, and then for me to like go through their catalog, which I've done numerous times throughout my life, I got my favorite album there's right here that you can't see on the wall. Uh, they got an album coming out this month. Called The Car I'm pretty sure And I've already heard the two singles that they put out I'm fucking lit nigga Let's go Uh, It's time for some Classy British white boy rock music Uh, do, do British people fuck with Arctic Monkeys? I don't even know I don't even know But My favorite album is Humbug by the way It's the psychedelic album that they put out And Yeah nigga Listen to that on a tab That's a uh, that's an experience. Even their commercial album, AM. For me, once someone starts to go commercial, you heard my spiel on Kid Cudi a few episodes back, where I just took him out of my top five. I'm like, this nigga went all the way corporate with his sound and his and his just his character. You know, he seems super corporate now. These guys went, um, they went mainstream sound but they didn't go corporate and it was interesting to see them like walk that tightrope. They just went mainstream for the artistry of it, as crazy as that sounds. It really felt like they just did it to prove they could do it and to show they could do it and honestly probably at some point to get that commercial that commercially successful album in America is is important, I'm sure when you're a big band that's been at it for fucking 20 years or whatever, 15 20 years. So it was nice to see them do that, but then on their next album, go completely the opposite and be like, you know what? This is gonna be the first album we do where guitar is not the lead instrument; it's piano, and it's gonna be some classy ass shit. And the song "Batphone," nigga, go listen to Arctic Monkeys' "Batphone." If you if you fucks with if you fucks with um, different genres, you know, because I like they're technically a rock band. Like when I first started listening to them, their first two albums are straight up like. British fucking grunge like heavy sound heavy guitar all that shit and then they just get slowly more refined as they get older and I was getting older and I was getting slowly more refined this is way more time on Arctic Monkeys than I thought I would spend but I am looking forward to the album anyways back to the poll result how many people switched their playlist during uh during winter time was the specific season that I asked and currently it's not finished yet Because I'm recording this late Monday So like it's pretty much done Because I, re- I removed them right before bed Which will be right after this uh, It's 62 to 38 right now Whereas most people actually say they, they, they switch up Only 38% of the people say they keep the playlist the same And it makes sense I mean winter is fucking moody There's less sun So you got to be strategic about the shit that you play. But there is also something about just going with the vibe. Especially like Halloween and shit, you know. Although I don't really fuck with that occultist, satanic ass fucking holiday stuff. But like the vibe of it, you know. Ah, what am I saying? I love the Addams Family. I love uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. What else that's Halloween do I really fuck with? Like Charlie Brown. That's more Thanksgiving. Nah. That's pretty much Uh, Maybe I'm not that into Halloween. Yeah, even like when I was young, I grew out of it quick. Like I would go get the candy, but I didn't even care about the costumes at a certain point. I think my favorite year was like my first or second year of high school and it was the last time all of us just ganged up (laughs) and we all just went out Uh. Then we were obviously too old to do it, but we didn't give a shit. And we all had school uniforms that were all black and we wore black gloves and we just went as the Black Panthers. <laughs> we scared we scared uh, everybody. We scared everybody that night. And that was fun. Good memories. But yeah, a lot of witch w- witchcraft seems to be really popular right now. So, you know, Halloween is like a, a fucking mate. It's like next to Christmas at this point. <laughs> Fucking crazy, bro. Walking around like zombies. <laughs> Walking around like Tesla robots. Have you uh, yo, have you guys seen this Tesla robot? They announced it last year, but just the other day, they released a video. Or not a video, but they, they did a press conference where they showed off the actual robot. Because last year, they showed off the robot. Air quotes. They showed it off. But it was a guy in a morph suit. It was a guy in one of those skin type body suits that was just painted up to look like what the final product was supposed to look like and then they revealed it's like that's just a guy who's doing the robot I'm like what the fuck this is the worst way to introduce people to a humanoid robot but they they showed it off and sure right now there's a bunch of tubes and shit like pneumatic tubes and stuff sticking out of it I don't think it's going to look like that final product but they're saying 2027 and they're saying it's going to cost $20,000 and it's supposed to do, like, like, regular jobs, dangerous jobs that people don't want to do. Or, or jobs that are too dangerous for, dangerous for people to do. Or jobs that are just too mundane. That could are supposed to free up uh, our time to do other stuff. Now, let me tell you where this goes, for real, though. Because it doesn't take a fucking genius. To, dude, they said $20,000 for a robot that will take your job my nigga your job and sure some of you have like highly skilled jobs they they will get to you eventually but if you have a regular ass job right now if you have a factory job if you have like if you work at a grocery store fast food all that stuff and you're making even minimum wage let's just go with ontario canada right now the minimum wage is like 1550 to 1575 an hour okay your average salary for a full-time employee on minimum wage is like $30,000 a year. Okay. That's the annual salary. This robot that can flip a burger or can like open a door or can fucking ring somebody up or can lift heavy shit or can just do uh reg like just moving back and forth jobs. Which uh, take a toll on the human body when when you do any fucking basic ass movement for too long, you're gonna suffer if you're a human being. Okay, you got joints and muscles and ligaments and, and fu- all that shit. It's gonna it's it sucks. So for ten thousand dollars less than what you get paid, they could bring in a fucking robot that's not gonna talk back or or try and start shit. <laughs> you think they're not gonna do that, bro? It's coming. It's coming. And you know what they keep telling us? It's for our benefit so that we don't have to do basic menial jobs anymore. Do you really think that's going to be the case, you motherfucker? These companies are going to benefit because they won't have to pay you. Okay? They'll have one maintenance guy from Tesla to come in once a month to fucking put oil up their ass or whatever and make sure they're just running well. But you, you're going to be on welfare, bro. You're gonna you're gonna live off the state, and then they're gonna fucking really ramfist your bum. I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you, bro. I w- I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm just some conspiracy nut. But I mean, you look at the trajectory of things, and if you actually look at history, you know that oh man, you know that governments aren't for the people. Come on, bro. Bro, to be black in in Western culture, holy shit. It's not much better in Africa, bro. It's all corrupt everywhere. Everywhere there's politics. Everywhere there's democracy coupled with fucking capitalism, which is everywhere. You're going to get corruption. You're going to get secrecy. You're going to get people colluding because they can benefit and they ultimately don't give a fuck about the majority of people. It's what it is, bro It's what it is The majority have been looked at as cannon fodder forever And then they prop up weirdos Like Elon Musk They build him up to be some sort of rock star When he's literally like fucking helping engineer Our our, uh, Deletion <laughs> As human beings, bro Listen to the ideas that this guy's talked about Universal basic income Bringing in this fucking robot Hooking everything up to the goddamn grid You can think whatever you want about that trucker protest or whatever, but imagine if all those trucks Were electric You know It's like, and okay, even further remove it from from that protest because that that is divisive in in and of itself But imagine a protest of something that you care about imagine a Yo, imagine what just happened in Iran and all the protests that are happening all around the world. Imagine that these protests were not in in someone's favor and they could just fucking turn off your goddamn car. And I know this sounds like some extremist scenario, but why are people so crazy to think that this is only like like only China is capable of doing this? Like, bro, anybody plugged into NATO is capable of doing this. Anybody plugged into the WEF is capable of doing this. Anybody who runs a government is capable of doing this. Because when you look at it, and these are the things that people don't want to fucking... They, they you just look past the fact that every country runs and is, is governed as a corporation. What? And that's not even a conspiracy. Every country, every municipality every city every fucking so let's break it down canada then the provinces then the cities then the townships and all that shit all those the city of toronto is registered as a corporation the country of canada has corporations running its its fucking institutions and shit i have multiple friends that work for the canada post which is the national mailing service do they work for Canada, the Canadian government? No, they work for the Crown Corporation, a company run by the government. Because guess what, governments are corporations. And when you start to think about that, then you start to you can really start to understand what taxation is, bro. Get the fuck out of here! You're gonna tell me the taxes are just for our health care? You're gonna tell me the taxes are so that when COVID happens, we get a uh two thousand dollar check which is which is great. a lot of people got to live, but guess what we're we're about to really deal with the consequences of printing money out of thin air to get out of uh um a scenario which we didn't even have the proper response to and then we printed trillions of dollars we pumped the economy full of trillions of dollars that came out of nowhere okay um We get $2,000 a month. But you got to look at the rest of the money. Where does the rest of the money go? And that's when you start to realize. It's like, oh, it's government contracts. Oh, they're companies. Oh, it's companies working with other companies. Oh, that must mean that the government is a goddamn... It's all companies, man. Governments are mobsters, bro. It's just legalized mafias. That's it. Why do you think they go so hard at a legal crime? Because at least those people... Understand that you know what? Fuck it. Those guys are criminals. They just have like the legal system to work, to work with. Well, you know what? We'll take the risk. We'll take the gamble. Fuck it. And guess what? They work together a lot. I mean, come on, bro. Just looking at the history, of the FBI, the CIA, and and this isn't even like this is American stuff. This is American stuff because that's that's like the broader stuff. That's the stuff that's easier to find. If you're Canadian. We have our own atrocities, man And no country is safe from that statement I'm gonna, you know, this got really political I'm getting out of here Fuck that Tesla robot, by the way Fucking I'd rather deal with Jobs that I don't like and figure my way out Because uh, that's motivating to me as a human being It's like, you know what? I don't like these conditions that I'm in But that's that's the thing about life, is I can change that if I'm willing to do the work and be honest with myself. But, you know, we don't live... We don't tend to live with that mentality as much anymore. Now it's just like, easy come, easy go. We got all the answers in our back pocket. And this is why I really treasure life before the internet. Because at least I understand. It took, me, it took me a minute to boot up to the fact that it's like, oh, this will always continue. You just have to keep challenging yourself and figuring it out. But maybe don't rely on the tech as much. Because maybe that's actually, like, some of the shittiest aspects of, of life. And some of the best, but the the further we go with this internet age, the, the more I seem to think that, you know, this is all a big plan. Especially when you start to think about globalization. Come on, bro. Turning the entire world into one small community would never have worked without the internet. So, sure, the internet. It's the, oh my god, you have access to everything. In a, yeah. Uh, I don't think we're supposed to. How about that? How about that? But, you know, now we already do. And we already know what it feels like to have all this pleasure. So, it's hard to remove yourself from from pleasure. But that's why these things, your senses, are just a part of the test of life. Bro, don't you don't, don't give in to this shit because it means nothing. Um... But pussy feels so good. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I should wrap this up soon. I watched Kill Bill recently. I've, I've seen Kill Bill before, one and two, volume one and two, but never back to back. And I've never actually seen either movie in uh one sitting. I've only ever seen them piecemeal. So I was just so exhausted after these shows this past weekend. I'm like, fuck it. Uh, Sunday I didn't move from the couch for a few hours Just smoked weed Ate food And watched Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2 Great movies But I'm pretty uh, You know what bro Quentin Tarantino loves Loves off every uh, uh, Every culture (laughs) Like what would this nigga's career be Without black culture and Asian culture What would it be What would it be Maybe once upon a time in Hollywood You know Because I guess that's like... *Inglorious Bastards. So that's like... His white culture movies now. (laughs) I say white culture. (laughs) It's all just... It's all just murderous people. Um, Because yeah... like Every movie I've seen of his... I'm like dude he leans so heavily... Into black culture. Or into like... Asian culture. Or other... Like other... Cinematic fucking... Reference points... Other cultural reference points, and he just dumps it into Western Hollywood system. It's like I feel less and less impressed by him as I as I get older. And his movies are still phenomenal. I still really enjoyed Kill Bill Volume One and Two, but I don't know, man. Just something off about that to me. How come this guy got to be the voice, yo? How come this pumpkin head white guy? <laughs> like what? You couldn't have given a nigga fucking a bigger budget. You know what I mean? But whatever. I guess, you know, that's what white people want to see. They they want to see uh, black culture through a white lens. (laughs) Oh, I'm really never going to get to work in Hollywood. Oh, my God. Whatever, bro. I don't think I'm willing to sell my soul anyway. So I'm not even going to say I don't think. I know I'm not. I'm Ethiopian, bro. I'm St. Michael, my nigga. It's like, how am I? I'm Ethiopian by way of Greece. And my namesake is the Archangel, the Deliverer, bro. What are you going to do? How am I going to join? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Black Zeus, the podcast, season 3, episode 39. You have been beautiful people. Once again, I will promote my first comedy special, Black Zeus Self-Portrait, Friday, November 18th at Backroom Comedy Club, 8 and 10 p.m. Tickets are available at akablackzeus.com. Also, Saturday, November 19th, Hamilton, Ontario, the Zoetic Theater, 300-seat theater. Uh, tickets are also available at akablackzeus.com. That dot com. Uh, Please follow, subscribe, do all that beautiful stuff. Do whatever makes you happy, man. Just be good people. Let's do a theme and let's get the fuck on out of here. Let's do a theme. Episode 39, my nigga. Episode 39. Quentin Tarantino loves black and Asian culture. Loves it so much I'd say that he's a culture vulture. Quentin Tarantino, culture vulture. I would love to work with Quentin Tarantino, and by me making this theme, I pretty much guaranteed it will never happen. Anyways, I love y'all. I'll be back next week. Peace, peace. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Black Zeus, the podcast, season three, episode 39. Nine, 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 nine. My first comedy special, Black Zeus self-portrait. 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 Tickets are available at akablackzeus.com. <laughs> Tarantino loves black and Asian culture Black and Asian culture Black and Asian culture Loves it so much I'd say that he's a culture vulture He's a culture vulture He's a culture vulture I would love to work with Quentin Tarantino And by me making this theme I pretty much guarantee it will never happen, never happen. I love y'all I'll be back next week Peace be.